Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. My name is Billy Newman, and I'm here today with Marina Hansen. Thanks, Marina, for doing another podcast with me. Hey, Billy, thanks. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Glad you've been doing uh, these podcasts with me pretty regularly. Um, so yeah, today we were going to be talking about the film that we dropped off. And uh, we just dropped off two of my roles, one of your roles. That's right. right. Yeah. And I'm really excited to get those back and uh, to get them scanned in. Even though I'm behind on all my scans, like I'm excited to get them. Because <laughs> I want to see new yeah. photos, you know, and I, I'm, I've been delaying and like really slow to get these these last two roles completed. Uh, but man. Um, yeah, talk about slow. Yeah. Uh, Beginning of my role has photos from Maui on it still that I haven't even seen. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to see those Maui photos. Yeah. I think that would be really cool. I think my my first role that I had in there, that was like a, a Kodak role. No, it was like a Fuji roll, a 400-speed film. Both of them are. I think yours I was think, too. Yeah, I think mine's a Fuji. And uh, Which is just pretty run-of-the-mill pretty film. We should get some sweet film. If we're into film so much, we should podcast about film. Probably get something more specific with our film. Yeah, we should probably buy some some cooler film that we can scan and be like, oh yeah, it's it's this really cool film. Check out this portrait. Check out that film. Uh, But I, I, you know, I really like those different film stocks that we used. It's fun. It's cool. They they often do you know look a little bit better. So (laughs) I should probably (laughs) do that. Um, but I think uh, the early stuff on my roll of film is like from Smith Rock when we did that weekend trip over yeah. there. It was still a little too early to really get into the the state park stuff there because the seasons Whoa. really hadn't flipped. Yeah, there was like snow blowing around. There's up there. And it was you know it was a fun time. It was cool to cool to go over there. But it was it was a pretty rough weekend up in the Cascades when we were driving through there and we yeah. made a couple pullovers. But yeah, it was like we we were down to like ten miles an hour. <laughs> behind that semi it was trying to kind of creep down oh man yeah it's good. a scary path to be going slow. yeah it's it's a rough yeah. little spot i'm surprised people can zoom through there so fast they must get used to it i'm not <laughs> um but yeah early stuff from smith rocks that's kind of um kind of like second second weekend of uh of march kind of stuff so we finished that role and then we, we threw in another one and we pushed that through that one pretty quickly because i think we did smith rock there's a few other like pieces through march that we'll probably get into once we get it developed there's a flower stuff that we shot that we're trying yeah, to do like all the new works. flowers that are blooming during the spring yeah i want to try yeah, and do some cool close-up photos of each of the varieties of new blooms that we're running across on our walks and stuff that we're doing that'd be cool i want to keep doing that yeah, I think it'd be fun to shoot through a roll. We could just go on a walk through town. There are yeah. a lot of flowers out right now. That's there why we should go get some really cool pretty. films. We should get like a couple of ectar rolls when That'd we stop off. That'd be cool. Yeah, you. hopefully some I can throw you some, some bucks. And we should go uh, over to like Dot Dotson's when we pick up the film. Yeah. Pick up the developed yeah, film. The pay for that. And then, yeah, pick up like a couple ectar rolls or something that we can put in our cameras. Yeah, do, that'd be really cool. Do something cool little flower project floral photos (laughs) i don't know what film would be best for i think portrait would look really cool and like soft that'd be kind of fun yeah if you'd want to do something like that i think the the the, i don't know there's there's a probably a couple different types that'd be cool but we should try and see what they have they might have a couple good different types of um of stock that we don't have much access to yeah i want to learn more about uh the other other types that there are yeah i've never I feel really like, worked with like any i know portrait 
and yeah. guitar that are nice special films. Yeah, that's kind of what you have access to nowadays. Stuff. Really, Kodak is one of the last. This is kind of the frightening thing about you know our interest in doing this throwback <laughs> thing called film. Is like uh, Kodak is one of the last companies that's really producing film stock, and they're real close to having it not be profitable and just shutting that whole thing down because it's not. It's not a business anymore. Yeah. So I, I mean, that's, that's why we're into it now, I think. And that's mm-hmm. why it'll be fun for a while. It's like at some point we're going to see that sort of roll off and not really be around anymore. It'll be, a, you know, it'll be a loss, but I think in, in a large capacity, there's going to be this hobbyist element of film use that kind of carries on for a long time. So we'll at least be able to fit into that, which is what I, I mean, you know, we work through like a role a roll of film a week if we're lucky. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's not like really heavy use. I'm sure we'll be able to find that much film for probably. Uh, as long as we'll need it. We'll probably be the last people who want it, you know. So, <laughs> but the problem with film is though, is that it doesn't last forever. It starts to expire after a few years. Like it does, those yeah, other problems really that we've had. Yeah, it's it's strange how that is. And I think you, you gotta like get it and freeze it or something. Or I don't know, there's all there's just such a little bunch of little methods. Little, to little make things it last that out. people have tried to do to archive their film for a long time. <laughs> I heard people try to buy like stockpiles, like the photographers that were all filmed. They're like, Oh no, they're shutting this film type down, you gotta buy all the last part of the stock before you know it's gone, you can't find it anymore. So they'd like buy a ton of it and freeze it or something. <laughs> I don't know if that ever worked for him. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I don't need to do it that much. I I guess I always got like the worst film or, you know, just the, the film at the Walgreens when we'd go out, you know, or when we were somewhere. That's sort of what it started for a long time. And it has some character to it and it has some lack of character to it. Some of the, some just the way that it it kind of turns out does. Mm -hmm. Um, But I've been fine with it. I've never really liked too much of the, the pixel peeping part of uh, photography or, you know, like the, the real refined, real sharp or real color accurate uh, or w- mm-hmm. whatever, whatever part that would be for the film stuff or like only black and whites or something <laughs> really strict about your highlights and, and like low lights and stuff. I don't, I don't really mind too much. Uh, I'm just really happy to be shooting some cool stuff. I think it's just more creative or there's like some cool creative things. And then yeah, sometimes it looks better or some, you know, sometimes it's like a cool. I think there's a cool quality piece. to it. It looks different. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun. I like looking at it. You know, it's cool. But outside of that, it's probably just an aesthetic choice. I'm really excited to get a full frame digital camera. Maybe I just have a different tune once I have it. Hey, I can do it all with, you know, something like this. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's probably plenty of really sweet setups that, I'd be envious to have. Like I was looking at that magazine earlier of like those meat, those digital medium oh, format cameras. Yeah. Do you remember those price tags we yeah. were talking about? There's like a Leica one that was like uh, $21,000. And then there's this asterisk that says body only. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> so it's just, <laughs> so, so anything other than just the body of the thing. I think this, the lowest price one, it was like a Pentax medium format camera, 40 megapixel like CCD sensor. I'm not sure what glass it even takes. I'm unfamiliar with the whole scope of medium format digital cameras, but that one was, mm-hmm. I think, $3,300. So mm-hmm. you're, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's professional. I'm not sure what you really get, you know, what you, what you do in there. There's a reason that you shoot with that stuff. And if I understood it right, it was like high-end fashion photography is known okay. to be all, medium format and i think it was because and this might change over the next decade as as um 
the commonly available sensor CCD size boosts up from whatever it's been stuck out for a while. But I think for fashion, they wanted like more than 40 megapixels or the re- the reason they use media format, I think film is because they could scan it and get such a high resolution out of it because there's so much data or there's so much uh, to scan out of a, a larger negative piece, you know, but the okay, resolution yeah. can be a lot bigger. It can be blown up a lot bigger. I don't sense. really understand the whole, the whole point of the use of that, but, but for whatever reason, high-end fashion industry uh, is pretty focused in on using um, medium format cameras. And I think now that like the digital camera stuff is there, they're using digital medium format cameras or digital backs on their medium format cameras. A whole bunch of stuff. I guess that's a whole part of like digital photography or the photography industry, which is probably the photography industry, if you really think about it, is like people who are working in it. It's probably <laughs> people working in fashion or working in the field of... I don't know, wedding, I'm sure it could be really useful for. Um, but it's probably a lot of things like that that they're in. But the reason that this might be changing over the next few years is since the, the, the big draw to the medium format was because you could get such a high resolution out of it. You could get those better mm-hmm. scans when it was filmed. And then now that it's um, it's medium format digital, it's just a bigger piece. So it effectively means like uh, you have two 20 megapixel sensors on the size of it. So effectively you know since it's just physically so much bigger the megapixel count goes up with that because you get the same density as those those really high resolution let's say full frame chips that we have right now like the the new nikon d5 that came out that's a like a 20.5 or 21.5 megapixel sensor but let's say like on a modern medium format camera where it's maybe twice as big as that that full frame sensor then we're looking at like a 40 or a 50 megapixel sensor. And so I think that's the range where they get those really high resolution photographs. Except for billboards, I think is, yeah, is the idea that I've been told in the past. But now as like things get denser, now that we're at this point where like we're talking about the D3 that came out in 2008, that was pretty modern. That's what we're going for. That was like a 12 <laughs> megapixel camera. Now... A few years later, in 2016, we're looking at a 21.5 megapixel camera. Canon's already well exceeded that. I was going to say, Canon's Yeah, they've, there. they've been ahead for a while. They're probably closing in on 30 soon. I mean, the, the Nikon D810 is like in the 24 megapixel range. Mm-hmm. I remember, I mean, I think like the, 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 what is it, the 5D Mark III, the Canon 5D Mark III is... What is that? In like the 20, 25, 26 range. That's a really high resolution wow. piece too. And yeah. so if you think maybe like another decade on in the 2020s when we've kind of moved on from some of the sort of analog holdovers that we've had, trying to move like the same exact body shape from a film camera over to a digital camera, some of that stuff will start to fall off for the reason that we use a mirror in there. Maybe it'll fall off to that the professional cameras are like medium format size or maybe smaller size, maybe just um, like full frame size, but they're a 40 megapixel sensor because time is advanced and the mm-hmm. technology is advanced. And like we were talking about, it's gone from 12 to 16 to 20. And then it's, they already have a 24. They'll probably jump to 30 soon. And then pretty soon you're, you're right up to that 40 megapixel yeah. mark where it's the Leica territory right now or the, Mamiya territory or the Hasselblad territory. So I don't know. It'd be interesting to see what happens, you know, at that point. 
Yeah, that'll be pretty interesting. It'll be interesting to see uh, how much those those other ones advance too. Yeah, like the ones that are cool. in the forty range right now already. Yeah, you know, and it's not going to be strictly resolution. Maybe for like a business sense, it might be. But yeah, you're right because I think there's, there's like there's still a market for Leica, even though they're way more expensive than other stuff and other things could do maybe what you know you can't do with a Leica, but it's just a better camera. It's a better, it's people buy it for the quality of it, you know, or, or whatever they do buy it for. I've never even really seen a Leica. So I don't know. <laughs> All I know is that in the magazine, they're like four times as much as <laughs> any other really nice thing, you know, but I, I get that they're different Yeah. enough. They have to be for that. Yeah. But the rangefinder stuff, that's a whole different side of it too. There's a lot of different avenues of photography to go down that we don't really, you know, we know SLR stuff. I don't know large format. Oh, I don't know yeah. medium format process really at all. I don't know medium format film. I don't know. Don't. Um, yeah, rangefinders. I don't really know about. Do you, you know, like it. I, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it really. <laughs> <laughs> I only know like such a, a small narrow scope of the tools that are used in photography, and you know what to kind of do with it. Probably because we've just been, you know, n- there's no access to a ton of different photo stuff or, you know, photographic gear of different types of formats and stuff. I saw like, um, saw like these wedding photographers, they had their, you know, their digital cameras and stuff, but they had, they had like a, an old Mamiya with them too. There was a, like an old, uh, like four by five medium format camera that they were taking photos with. Yeah. It looks really cool. I want to get, I want to get one. I think it'd be fun since we're so into film, but I want to try and get the right one. I remember looking online a couple of times at different stuff. We should, we should wish list on KH for a while this evening. Yeah. Let's cruise around. So, oh, that, oh, that, that'd be cool too. But um, I think I was looking at like a Mamiya RB67. Maybe that's right. It's something like that. But yeah, it was one of the the, the medium format cameras that had like different backs on it. It was kind of an older one. Or maybe, probably, if we want to be, because we should be like more selective. I think the Hasselblads are the coolest ones. I think it's like a C. C500 or something. Those are like the really classic ones or the really classy mm-hmm. looking ones. We should look around for something like that and uh, and some cool glass for it. But I don't think they have autofocus. Maybe some of the, the, oh. the newer models of it. I mean, I guess the ones I'm thinking of are like the classic models, like the this you know old early 80s manual focus Nikon okay. I'm pointing out on my desk right now. Um, they're probably all from that era that I'm thinking about. All the new ones I think are all built to... Um, you know, mod specification, but we should look around at the old market and like find an old one. And like, because it's cool that you kind of like piece together like different parts of it that kind of like, uh, I don't know, you sort of assemble the, the camera from different pieces. So you, like, sounds- you know how we have like the lens and then the camera body is separate pieces. But yeah. on that, it's like the handle with like the shutter buttons, a different piece. Oh, neat. And like the back of the camera, like the type of film that it'll use is a different piece. So you have right. the camera, which is just the box with that'll like, expose a plate of film and then you take this block of film for like medium format or like there's some backs that are like polaroid film like put the polaroid back on on, to the back of it take the picture and you pull out a polaroid shake it and then you just have a polaroid print oh that's awesome which would be so cool yeah but you get all the optics of like the cool lenses medium format and stuff would be super fun to get something like that yeah that'd be really cool i'd love to get uh, a polaroid camera 
just yeah. for fun. Yeah. I had, or my, my mom had a Polaroid camera when I was a kid. I used to use it oh, so yeah. much. <laughs> yeah. We had one, I think in the, like the mid nineties, I remember yeah. it. There's this real, it was that period where they put like junky injection molded plastic on everything, you know, they had like mm-hmm. nice swoopy curves that they started oh, yeah. being able to do in the nineties. And it, yeah, it was this little Polaroid camera. I would spit out, spit out the little, little print. Yeah. You shake it, check it out. It was cool. I thought it was pretty cool. <laughs> Instant I think Polaroid, I think went out of business and then I'm pretty sure Polaroid's like name as a brand is now licensed and sold to everything. So it works. So if you see I something that's it. Polaroid, it's like sold as a Polaroid product. Like just some Chinese manufacturer had a product and they wanted it to sell in America. So they bought license to the name Polaroid. And that's why there's Polaroid headphones and Polaroid printers and Polaroid cameras and Polaroid film and Polaroid. It's because it doesn't really exist. And it was just sort of sold under this thing. If I understood the story right, maybe I'm not. Maybe they've kind of rejiggered. But I'm pretty sure that they had gone out of business in like the mid 2000s because they couldn't actually film thing. But I think they're they're making like more, um, more Polaroid film. I think that was a problem for a while is that there there wasn't going to be continuation of polaroid film yeah that's what i remember uh being a problem is there just wasn't really any film being made yeah i hope there's some more for a while i don't think i hope so too i think it'll be fun yeah i don't know we'll we'll see a shortage of that sort of stuff pop up probably in a decade or so that'll be weird when that starts just not being around being a little bit more common i think it'll it'll kind of scratch by in the small way it exists right now for for a little bit longer unless like there's a big reason for things to change quickly but but i don't i don't think it'll be i think it'll scratch by for just a little bit longer but it seems to be fading now it'll probably be like a order online only kind of thing or order from your local camera store kind of thing but we'll see those go first or as we see (laughs) film go Um, but as long as there's you know any kind of you know store front for a camera shop we'll probably see some sort of use of film, but maybe it'll change over time. You know, it's like uh, generations kind of move on and there's just less and less people that were um, brought up around the, you know, film era. Well, you know, maybe it'll change. We might be the last ones that will have used much of it. That'd be strange. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> we uh, see it on the other stuff. We, we did a bunch of photos this weekend cause we did a lot of kayak I mean, we had great weather. Here, yeah. Which is so cool. Yeah. It was like the first break into April, April fools through the weekend. We like hit the Saturday market. That was really cool. Strapped the kayaks up to the top of the car. And uh, well, yeah, we went out two nights. We went out Friday first. Friday after work. Yeah. Hooked up the kayaks to the top of the car, went out to Dexter and then paddled around out there. And that was really cool. Got some video recorded of that. And then we also, um, well, I think I didn't bring the film camera. I didn't bring a camera with me that first, the first time. time. But yeah, we kept the, the kayak strapped up. And then we went out to the upper Willamette River um, where it's sort of dammed off. And then there's a reservoir up there. So we went over to a boat ramp and dropped off the kayaks. And that time I did have the camera with me. And I put it put it in the ammo can that I have, which uh, seals watertight when you, when you throw the clasp on it. And then put that in the kayak. The kayak. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? I put the ammo can in my kayak and uh, then we paddled around 
and went up to like kind of the headwaters of the creek that were that was flowing in. That was cool. The float up to cool. there. I like yeah, I like I like some of those features like that. It's fun having a you kayak see. and getting to kind of move through the water like that out there. And some of the spots, the the reservoirs are way up out there. Do you remember like last year seeing like how much? Even though they're down um, a bit right now, but how many more? Like it was down yeah. like fifty more feet. You they're know when we so were out there. Much lower. Yeah. It's, interesting seeing them so full this weekend yeah it's cool it's cool kind of seeing them go back and forth but yeah this time of year i think that the reservoirs out here are going to be near their fullest as the snow melts starting to collapse or you know melt down from the mountain right. and down into uh the reservoirs that are there so it's supposed to be filling up this time of year and then over the next dry period of the summer it's kind of let out into the valleys you know drinking water and irrigation and all that but it was cool being up there it was cool paddling around through it we had a good time cruising through um but yeah it took a, a couple photos uh on the this most recent roll from that trip of doing the kayaking stuff driving over to that camping area that we uh, we've gone to a couple times it's kind of right by the stream there up in the mountains it's a great spot to camp cool uh cool spot but yeah i had a fire out there I took a couple pictures i'm pretty sure and then uh what was it? on sunday we we did a bunch of longboarding or we did a bit yeah, of longboarding right. which is cool and now that it's springtime also I want to do way more longboarding. Me too. And uh, I've been thinking about new longboards to make. We should do a couple podcasts about uh, longboard stuff we're trying to do. Yeah. That'd be cool. Little Talk longboard shop. Paint yeah. progress. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of longboard stuff. I guess, yeah, that's got to be part of the podcast too. Um, it goes way <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, we've made it, but we got a big stack of skateboards over there. <laughs> um, so, uh, so there's a couple more we want to make. But yeah, we went out and uh, cruised around on some of the little walking paths and skateboard paths out on Amazon park and uh, took a bunch of photos of the skateboards from that too. So yeah, we had that like the little board that we cut down from like a regular skateboard last year and painted up that one. Uh, I put some new wheels on yesterday. Those green ones oh, that we yeah, had, those, those green, green like 60 millimeter wheels, which I think will fit that size skateboard a lot better than the other wheels that we yeah, have on there. And it just freshens it up a little bit. But I need to get these, I need to get more washers because I don't have, I don't have the washers on the end. And so it's the, it's the, the nut is still loose. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> so I got to figure that out. Um, but yeah, we have that skateboard set up. We have that really long 57 inch uh, NV skateboard. That one's great. That one's like 12 years old. That's a great one. I'm. It's really thick, yeah. It. It's really fun. My favorite skateboards, original, like same wheels that I got when I, when I got the skateboard. <laughs> I just had the deck, <laughs> and then uh, the trucks have been changed out by now. But yeah, the the deck and the wheels are the same as they they were when I first got it. But yeah, it's a great skateboard. It's really fun. I like that that really long one the most. And then so that's I why agree. I want to start building that other really long one, that big long blue one that we have with that mm, real thick too. plywood. That's going to be a great cruiser board for the summer. Yeah, it'd be really that would fun. Be so fun. Yeah, it's almost like five feet long. It it's great. Yeah, it'd be really cool. We should paint it up, and uh, you know, put get it together. Put the, for it. Yeah, put it together the best way we want. Get the new trucks for it. Get a cool set of wheels for it. We should have yeah. a couple in mind, but I haven't really found the right set though. Like we were talking about color availability. Right. There's like a certain size and type that yeah, I was that looking at that exists, but just not in. <laughs> you know whatever yeah, kind of matching scheme. color scheme i had hoped for so whatever but uh but maybe that'd be cool too you know like some kind of offset color yeah i don't know i was we trying to picture through, it in my mind 
We should look through camera stuff later and we should look through some skateboard, some stuff. skateboard wheels. Totally look through some skateboard and camera stuff with you later. Sounds pretty fun. But yeah, so we had, uh, oh yeah, and then that little drop down board that we had. Right, the little drop down deck. That one I like. So that's the one I was skating on. And yeah, I had the camera with me with the, the long lens, the 80 to 400. And we were doing that thing where you would roll or you like, I'd go out ahead of you and then have you like come up by me. And I've been trying to work on like like more compression sh- shots, which yeah. I'm not really very good at, especially with that big lens. Like it's moving hard. and tracking with a subject and then getting pictures is really pretty hard. Like getting like a one, two, three, four, and like having them all work out and having it kind of continuously track the focus of it. I feel it's like hard. it's especially hard with that big lens. It's so hard to keep the focus while you're moving it and yeah. trying to adjust to something that's yeah. moving around. And it depends on the autofocus features of your, of your camera too. It, it can it can cause more trouble. And it, like with that one too, because it'll start to seek, it'll go, it'll twist and it'll just lose focus for like three seconds if it, if it loses <laughs> yeah. focus a little bit and then it'll grab it again. And sometimes it doesn't do as good of a job of just kind of like rolling back just a little bit to stay in focus. And it drives me crazy, but I'd wished for a lens like that for a long time when I when I used to shoot the stuff down on the Rogue River. That was really frustrating because you know I'd get stuck for a period. I think for a summer there, I shot it with like a fifty millimeter lens. It's just that prime lens oh. that I had on the D2H. I shot all the river stuff oh. with that lens. The first year I did it, I had a pretty nice um, like seventy to two hundred L glass lens on a Canon that I shot with when I did it for like the raft company. Then the years after that, I kind of just did it on my own with my own silly gear. But I was so envious of once having a nice telephoto and then now (laughs) doing a job where I really needed the telephoto that I now own, but I don't have a job where I need it. (laughs) It's it's all because for like two summers, I sat there thinking, oh man, I need a good telephoto lens. And now I finally got it but I don't really get to shoot with it that much. So I want to try and do more compression based shots or stuff like for portraits or something, you know, yeah. where we do, uh, we do some interesting work, uh, getting a lot of compression in on the photograph. Yeah. I've done some portrait work with that lens and it's great. It, yeah, it, it really, really is. Nice. I like it a lot. It really blows out the background in a really nice way. And that's not even the lens that's supposed to be the best for it, but it's, it's what, it's what most photographers do uh, is they'll, they'll use like, um, I think what the one that ends up often being cited as the most popular or the favorite is the the 70 to 200 f2.8 Nikon lens or the equivalent L glass lens on the Canon side. Um, that's like the one that they use a lot because uh, you 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 can open the aperture up to 2.8 and you can get real close to people or you can get closer to people. Um, it, it what's the what's it called minimum focal distance? It's like the the number of inches away from the front of the lens that a subject has to be before that lens can focus on that. Mm -hmm. So like a macro lens, you can be right up to it, you know, and get get a really close image. And with that telephoto lens, it's almost like eight feet. If there's anything on the table in front of you that you want to focus on, not a chance. It's got to be something across the room or across the street is really, (laughs) is the closest that you can get. It makes sense because, you know, it's a huge telephoto lens. But the reason for that is that variable aperture or that, that deeper aperture where um, like a wide or like a, a fast lens as they would be called would be like that F 2.8. It's that, that more open or wider aperture, that lower number aperture. Uh-huh. And with this, uh, this telephoto lens, which was sort of built for, let's say like bright sports and wildlife outdoor stuff, 
Uh-huh. It's a 4.5 to 5.6 aperture lens, uh-huh. which is a little bit more narrow. And so it's a little bit darker. And uh, I guess you wouldn't get as much bokeh with it. Maybe you would say, but, okay. but because it's, I think, I think that's part of it is that because, well, shoot, that doesn't make sense. I think that because it's a, a, a smaller aperture, I think that's why the minimum focal length is a little bit further out from the front of the lens of the camera. Uh-huh. Whereas like the 2.8, you can be a little bit closer um, because you have a little bit more flexibility. That's probably not the case at all. I'm not sure why. Maybe it's just like how that lens was built. <laughs> she, I've wondered about that. Yeah. Because right, that's a quality in lenses that I don't understand very well. But that is yeah. kind of important when you're figuring out. Because I was thinking about like portrait lenses. Right, I yeah. Get, and I was trying to figure out like what... Cause like that telephoto is great. I was I used it for uh, some professional photos that yeah. I was doing for a friend uh, to get some portraits of her, and it's great. But I was like across the street. Oh yeah, <laughs> I know that's what I was thinking about too. I was thinking like I want to get a nice macro lens that would work well for portraits. Also, yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking about too. I really want the macro. I really want to have like um an 85 f 18 in our back pocket you know but like some yeah. kind of portrait lens something that has a bit of compression to it like an like 80 the, 85 to 105 yeah sort of the range or like 130 i've heard up to i'm not sure which prime lenses are in that range but uh i know that there's a couple macro lenses that are sort of around there like i've heard i've heard like 105 is like one of the macro lens focal lengths i thought that'd be mm-hmm. really cool to use as a uh as a good portrait if, if it comes to it or if we if we come across one. I think that'd be really fun. Yeah. But we should that's definitely cool. we should definitely work on getting a couple of good things like that. I wanna you know, I wanna get an F one four lens. Yeah. Or yeah. something that drops down like just a little bit more. I guess F one eight is almost the same, but I just never shot with it. I don't even necessarily even get it. We should rent one for a wedding oh, yeah. that we have a job at. That's where we should use it because it's going to be low light and stuff. Get that extra light. But I want to see what that's like because there's a, there's a bit of a different effect that I notice mm-hmm. in a lot of photographs that seem to be shot with that, that I'm envious of, that I'm looking for. And right. I think that's where you get it, you know. That'd I can't. Cool. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say it'd be cool to check out. It would be cool. Yeah, we should try it on uh, like a wedding that we end up Yeah, we should. Grabbing. Yeah, we should do something like that. I think, yeah, we should try and rent a lens and um, just see see what we can make of it and see or see if that's kind of the lens that yeah, we want to get want. or if it's just about the same as the other thing. Yeah. You know, we can say, oh, yeah, let's yeah. try and save up. We'll drop another 800 bucks to get this <laughs> <laughs> way more expensive piece or, uh, or you know, decide against it. But we should try it. It'd be fun to, to mess around with the equipment we really want to get, see if we'd actually still want to get it. That's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah. It'd be fun to try and do. Yeah. What were um, you uh, saying about Canon though? Oh yeah. Canon makes a lens down to F 1.2. It's like, oh, really? so yeah. So we have like a, you know, a kind of a regular 50 millimeter F 1.8. That's right. kind of considered a fast lens. It's a pretty open aperture and that provides a lot of okay really pretty quickly, especially at F 1.8. That's a really uh, shallow depth of field. So as you ratchet your aperture up from F 1.8 to let's say two to 2.8, to the three, five, to four, four, whatever, to five, six, to the eight, uh, you know, up and up, uh, that the depth of field gets wider and wider, which is the space in the frame of the photograph that your focal range is in focus. 
So let's say um, like I was going to take a photograph of you and I focused on your eyes, which is where I'd want to, which is where I'd want to get. If I were an F 1.8, which is probably known to most people that maybe listen to this or that I might've explained before, but if I was an F 1.8, I was photographing you, I was focused on your eyes. It might be that your nose, the front of your nose would be out of focus or the back of your forehead would then be out of focus because the depth of field, um, the, it, the focus, the amount of depth that is in focus in the frame is going to be really shallow. And what's oh. cool about that. Yeah. And a photograph is getting that kind of, um, that, that focus in right on the eye and then kind of, um, moving attention away from other details in the frame. So you kind of drop, drop the focus back a little bit, but maybe F 1.8 might be a little bit too shallow of a focus or in other cases, like we were talking about with Canon and F 1.2, um, where you get a lot more light into the photograph, maybe mm-hmm. two more whole stops of light, which could save a lot of exposures. So that, that way you could shoot street photography in dark shadows with, you know, some kind of film or something. And, you know, you could get mm-hmm. photographs so you could still shoot it like a 30th of a second. Whereas with another lens, like, uh, you know, my silly four, five, five, six, 80 to 400 telephoto, I'd have to shoot at a quarter of a second or something because I'd lose all those stops or, or, or you know, almost a second or something um, because you, you lose all the light that would be coming into the lens. That's why you want to do it. Um, and then with that light or, or with the other side effect is that additional bouquet or the, the additional tightening of the depth of field that's available. So it's probably almost nothing on an F1.2. I don't think Nikon ever even built an F1.2 lens. I think it only goes down to 1.4, but that's that whole tier of lenses. That's that top end. Right, that we were looking at. Yeah. We gotta look at that. Yes. Look at some some top end gear. Gotta pick out a top end camera bag. That's the 2016 goal. I mean, is like probably used stuff or like stuff that we kind of handpick. That's like a small amount, but we should pick in, and we should have like a like a high end kit or something. Like this is a full frame camera with the nicest lens or the lens that you know you really want it to be. Yeah, we should try to get great. that. Yeah, before the oh, end of the year. Yeah. That's kind of the the goal. It's a good goal. <laughs> a decent goal for a couple of people that want to try and be photographers. <laughs> yeah. Get, get one camera and one for lens up and running. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a big step up from, uh, you know, all the, the little f- the film cameras and stuff we've been oh, using yeah. over the years, but uh, it'll That'd be a lot cool. of fun. We should get some cool glass. So we've, we've been pushing around for a long time with the, uh, the, the entry level class, which is fine. I don't know. We should probably just get a bunch more of that too get like 10 of those before you get one of the other <laughs> lenses who knows though but um yeah i think uh, a bunch of longboard photos is going to be on that roll of film and a bunch of kayak photos but we're going to get those back tomorrow we're going to start scanning yeah. them and then i want to edit through them and oh yeah so that's the other thing we got to do tonight got to get your laptop we're going to wipe it i'm going to wipe my laptop after we back them up so that's what we're going to do tonight it's backups yeah. backups backups and then fresh laptops It'll be great. Reinstall El Capitan, put in all of our programs again, get our database or our little Lightroom catalogs back up and running. Yeah. And then we'll have all the Adobe software up and running in like Final Cut set up so we can do video editing and then like graphic design stuff. It'll be great. We'll yeah. Get way, we'll okay, get way so more done if we can get those things working. Yeah, it'll be a lot better shape. <laughs> It'd be pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, I was going to say subscribe to this podcast we're probably going to be wrapping it up subscribe to uh the billion in the photo podcast if you end up ever listening to this podcast more than once 
Uh, oh, and check out the website. It's billynewmanphoto.com. Figured I should start mentioning that at the end of these, uh, these podcasts. Give myself a little plug. Um, but uh, yeah, I think just a bunch of photos that are coming in. That's probably the only new thing. That and this podcast are the, the new fresh content that's going in there. But there's links to everything else that I'm doing. Links to other good stuff like the Christensen Scholarship and uh, other little... Oh yeah, the Night Sky podcast. There's a link to that too. If you listen to this podcast and you haven't heard that one, you should check that one out too. Be uh, all about sky watching and the night sky above us. You can follow us. Uh, check me out on Instagram at Billy Newman. What's yours, Marina? Marina. At Marina Hansen. underscore, wait for it, underscore again, Hanson. So Marina underscore underscore Hanson on Instagram. Check that one out and uh, see some of her cool photos. And let's see. I guess that should be about everything. You got anything else, Bruna? I think we've covered it. Covered all the recent photo stuff. We'll talk again more once we get those film photos back and start making some scans. And on behalf of Marina Hansen, my name is Billy Newman, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast.